Hello and welcome to the Happy Little Features podcast. As always, let's begin with a nice deep breath. I need to breathe in and out. So today I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable. I'm a little bit nervous about this, I'll be honest. Um, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I'm hoping you guys will appreciate it. Um, so going to be a bit vulnerable because I'm going to talk about something that happened to me the other day. Um, I had a big panic attack, um, <laughs> which is normal. Like I've said in the past, I'm I may be a meditation coach. I may help people with mental health. That doesn't mean I don't still have still have those things myself. Um, everyone has mental health and that's that. But what um, what happened was we I went to sit down and do a bit of work and it was in the evening and our youngest who was potty trained and has completely gone backwards um, had done a wee the day before on the sofa. I thought it was a little bit, we'd mopped it up, we cleaned it, it was sorted as far as we were aware and then I sat down last night to work um, or the other day or whenever it was, sat down to work and I was like it still smells a lot even though we've cleaned this, even though we've done it all, um, we've dried it up and when I had another look it had soaked straight through all the cushions on the sofa. Um, how 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 high high powered? Gosh, pick your teeth, in Lucy. How high powered that we must have been? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so it it's it had obviously gone into the cushion and soaked through all the all the sofa. Every single part of the sofa was drenched. Um, and it just immediately started this sort of spiral of anxiety, of stress, of everything. Um, I was talking to my husband. I started to get louder and louder, and as you like, as I'm sure you've all experienced, when you start to get a bit like, ah, um, so so I started to get louder and louder, and then everything else started coming in from everywhere, and and I didn't have anywhere that I could go to sort of get away from this because I was going to sit down on the sofa and do like sort of catch up on a couple of emails, um. And I couldn't sit down on the sofa. I don't. I didn't feel comfortable at that point sitting at the table. I upstairs in our bedroom. It was a mess. Um, despite all the work we've done in the past, uh, it's we've sorted out a lot of stuff. There's a lot more stuff in here at the moment, and that was that was a mess. And I just didn't feel like I got anywhere to go. Um, even the bathroom, the bath side is off, and we've not got around to getting it put back on. And so if I go in there it's just another job that I see that needs doing that I haven't got around to getting sorted and it just all spiralled um it got to the point where I found myself physically shaking and saying to my husband help me I need help I have nowhere to go and in the end I said just hold me so he came over he held me and I just found a corner in the room and I just sat with my head in this corner as I was sitting there and sort of being held by him I came to realise that what I was having was a panic attack. Looking back, there have been lots of other moments where I've had these panic attacks, but I've not I've not had the clarity of mind to label them as that in the moment. Um, as soon as I realised and sort of was aware, I was able to go, I need to do some breathing. So I was breathing in for four, 
and out for six. Quite simple. In for four, out for six. I brought myself to my breath. I allowed my and allowed my thoughts to pass whenever they came to me. I just kept bringing myself back to my breath. In for four, out for six. In for four, out for six. And I calmed down. By the end of by the end of that, I was breathing in for eight and out for out for thirteen or something. And I'd really managed to slow my whole system down and work through it. I was able to talk to my husband and say, like, that was a panic attack. I am aware of that. And we worked through it then. I well I I had to sit down because I was absolutely washed out by that point. Um he sorted out the sofa and we I said to him afterwards, look, that was a panic attack. I've never realised in the past that these moments that I've had have been panic attacks. Um and I said I I said when that next happens, because I'm I'm not gonna fool myself and think that it's never gonna happen again. I said I said when that next happens, I said, I need you to come over at whatever point, just hold me, let me have a moment and start guiding my breathing by just counting up to four and then counting up to six. Um and so I went through that with him. I am telling you this because one, I think it's important that you know <laughs> that you know why like that I'm human too um and these things happen to me too I've spoken a lot in the past about postnatal anxiety um and it's a condition that you have to manage um it's all of all of these mental health things that we have generally um like it's it's more about managing the symptoms um just because you feel better doesn't mean that it's gone forever um in some cases it might be in my case, no, I still get anxiety. I still have panic attacks. So I, so I'm telling you this because it's important to know that I'm human. <laughs> it's important to recognise that as an adult, what what I had the other day could could appear as a tantrum if it was a child. Um, that state where my body was shaking and I was I was like everything just got too much in that moment it was very similar to a child's tantrum in that moment I I had to in order to move on at that point I identified how I was feeling I identified what would help me turn that feeling around in my head I said it's okay that I'm feeling like this, but I don't have to feel like this. And I used a mechanism to part of my mental health toolkit, my own mental health toolkit, to help guide me back down into a state of calm. So three things there. Identifying how I feel. Um, that's obviously taken a lot of practice. It involves talking about feelings a lot a lot of what we do at home with the children is sort of modeling how we like modeling that we're identifying how we're feeling um and helping them to identify how they're feeling in their both in their body and in their mind so relating this back to the back to my children in order for them to identify how they're feeling they need to understand those feelings and what it feels like 
thankfully they didn't see this <laughs> i say thankfully because it might have scared them <laughs> um but but they like they have to be able to identify that in that moment as a grown adult who meditates daily and practices all of these things it wasn't necessarily easy for me to identify this as i said it was the first time that i've properly sort of well and truly sat there and gone like being able to fully label this in the past i've known that i'm stressed i know that i've known that i'm anxious but for me not having that identification of a panic attack hadn't actually helped me to sort of bring my level down i've in the past been able to bring my level down and sort of calm myself but by labeling it as a panic attack i was able to go no i can turn this around i can feel this way i didn't know how to do this as a child i looked back last night with my husband and sort of said it it just wasn't something that was taught it wasn't something that i knew how to do um i didn't know how to breathe as a child not that i didn't know how to breathe but no one ever taught me how to take a deep breath no one ever taught me the value of that deep breath and i said to him i said this is why we're teaching our kids this from a young age because that was difficult for me to do in that moment um but as i've said in the past my son and my daughter and my youngest daughter are able to use their breath to help bring themselves down and that is i have a whole newfound respect for them um in being able to listen in that moment to do that and they actually identify it themselves sometimes and start doing it themselves and so it sort of emphasized for me the value of being taught from a young age how to breathe how to then apply that to moments throughout your day where you might need to breathe um i also talk a lot with our kids about sort of the fact that you have the power to change how you feel this isn't something that i really understood until i became an adult <laughs> um because again it wasn't something that was really spoken about in like when we were younger um you were happy or you were sad like at school you were happy or you were sad um and it was oh let's like maybe tomorrow will be better or something it's not like well we can make it better by thinking this way by doing affirmations and stuff like that um and i talk with my children a lot about how we can change how we feel how we've got that power within us and i help them to understand ways in which they can do that um again applying it isn't like in the moment isn't necessarily easy but it's something that with time will become easier for them so so that's important and also within all of this i've spoken a lot about meditation um obviously because i'm a meditation coach um but i've spoken a lot about how it can help our mental health the technique that i used yesterday is a technique that i use in all my meditations that i do um i think it's quite a powerful thing and a relatively easy thing to sort of get into the habit of doing when we meditate um we become more aware of ourselves we become more connected with ourselves connected with our emotions we notice our thoughts more clearly as i have said in the past there is no no worry 
if you're having lots of thoughts in meditation there is you can't just turn your thoughts off however meditating allows us to see them for what they are which is thoughts and allows us to sort of enable ourselves to let them go which allows us ourselves to live more presently as a consequence labeling the fact that in that moment i was having all these thoughts and that i was feeling anxious and having a panic attack and then the fact that when i meditate i have to learn to let go of these thoughts and bring myself back to the breath or back to a sense or back to whatever is going on in that that guided meditation at the time or that moment that i'm doing if i'm just meditating on my own having that having that experience daily in meditation meant that in the moment in that present moment where i was very much in fight or flight sort of state i was able to identify the thought and the feeling for what it was and i was able to bring myself back to the body and the breath meditation is a very powerful thing to do um using meditation to help our mental health isn't easy but can be just as powerful by practicing meditation regularly you become more accustomed through busy days through calm days through anxious days through relaxed days you become more accustomed to your body to your mind to how your body feels to what you find easiest to use as a mental anchor to different types of mental anchor to use and that enables us then throughout our day because we practice it like we practice any skill it enables us throughout our day to draw upon that skill and that practice more readily it's like practicing the cello when i used to practice my cello i used to do my scales and arpeggios i used to do all of that sort of stuff as a kid i'll be honest i used to go i don't want to practice my cello but i did it anyway by practicing my cello at the age of seven or whatever it was when i first started when it was probably exciting um <laughs> and practicing those scales and all the sort of boring stuff you can't see me doing i'm doing my little bunny ear inverted kind of things um by practicing all the boring stuff when it came to sort of 10 years later being in an orchestra where we were traveling across to prague to perform symphonies and stuff like that um i was able to draw upon those basic skills of scales to allow my fingers to sort of know where to go more readily when i was playing these symphony parts from sight when i was playing concertos um stuff like that when i did i did a level music when i did when i did my sort of uh i can't even remember what it's called like repertoire <laughs> uh concert thing for for my a level music it allowed me to draw upon that sort of that skill to trust my fingers to trust my body to know where it needed to go um it's sort of like muscle memory isn't it when you're driving you automatically by the end of it you automatically change gear you automatically do all of that sort of stuff and it does become muscle memory 
And it's the same with meditation. By practicing meditation, you're essentially practicing your scales. You're essentially practicing going from first gear into second gear into third gear into fourth gear. So that then when you're going down a slip road onto the motorway, when you're going and performing a concerto in front of a, a room full of people, when you're in a panic attack, you are able to draw upon those that muscle memory more easily because you've practiced it. So, so for me, sort of part of being vulnerable today, part of reliving almost that panic attack, going through it in a bit more detail as to how my body felt, how my mind felt. Um, also the fact that in that moment, a big part for me, it did make me sort of sit back in the evening and go, I didn't have a safe space in that moment. It was important to me and my body and my mind in that moment that I had somewhere safe to go. The safest place that I felt was with my head in the corner of a room and in the arms of my husband. And it did make me go, I've got to practice with the sort of get more I mean, obviously, I've spoken in the past about sort of the decluttering. We're trying to make the room, the house simpler. We're trying to make all of that. In that moment, there wasn't any part of my areas of the house that were safe for me because my areas of the house are currently not in a state that are good because I've been sorting out the kids' areas of the house. But it it labelled that importance that the kids have their their safe spaces in the house, that the kids have their mindful areas of the house, their places where i've said before like my daughter my eldest is into crafts and for her a lot of my the most mindful stuff is crafting and so for her having that safe space to go away to and craft is important so so yeah so it was it was quite eye-opening in that sense the importance of having that space for me i thought back to um Cass from Clutterbug, again, I've spoken about her in the past. She's she said on a few podcasts that having that calm space that you wake up to and you go to sleep to um, is really important. It doesn't matter where you put all the clutter, as long as it's not in your space, as long as your calm space, your bedroom is a nice, calm place. And I've heard this and I've done the kids stuff and I've gone no it's fine because you know what it's actually really important that they have that space and in that moment I like afterwards in those moments afterwards I did sit back and I go I sort of went she's right yeah actually in that moment I needed that calm space and I didn't have that um and that was important so so yeah so feeling quite vulnerable (laughs) but hopefully by giving you guys this insight, it's enabled you to see the importance of meditation as a practice. It's enabled you to understand more how it can help you as a as a human, um, you as your own person, your children as their own people, um, how it can help them and yourself to be more present, to manage your feelings and emotions to change how you feel with this sort of like relived example of me going through it the big thing that came from me 
came like came through all of this for me was the importance of me teaching our children how to do this it really emphasized for me why i am doing this because i was never taught to calm down not not in the sense like i'm not saying my parents weren't there to help me calm down i'm not saying that they weren't there to do to do whatever but i personally did not know how to calm myself down in those moments because it it's not something it's not part of a school curriculum it's not something that's taught day to day in life it's something that you have to learn yourself and unless you are taught this sort of as a child really or at some point you don't know how to do that and it just it just really emphasized that point of why i'm doing what i'm what i'm doing why i'm teaching my kids how to be mindful how to use their breath and techniques that we use in meditation um how to use all of those effectively throughout the day it reminded me why i'm teaching parents how to teach their children with the helping kids course that's what i do is i teach parents how to teach their children how to breathe how to like what calm down mechanisms work for them what what things are most mindful for them how to engage more presently with different activities and how to move on from there and then it sort of teaches them how they can use that in a more height when their child is in a more heightened state of emotion how they can identify what is more likely to work for their child in those moments it emphasized to me why my parents coaching courses are so important where i'm teaching parents how to do this for themselves, how to use, how to meditate, but also then how to use the skills from meditation to draw upon them throughout the day, to practice them and find something that works for them so that in that moment of heightened emotion of their own, like I was the other day, they can then draw upon those emotions, um, on those skills and techniques, sorry, um, from meditation that they practice to build up that that mental health toolkit and to help them calm down in the moment and it emphasized why i'm doing my weekly reset which is just a 30 minute guided meditation there's no coaching or anything but it's a moment to come together as part of a community it's a moment to sit down and meditate through purposeful guided meditation um, and it's a moment to practice those skills, those skills that we can then practice day to day and break down into something more meaningful throughout our day, something more, I say more meaningful, more meaningful isn't the right word, something more accessible throughout our day. Um, and And just come back to that basic practice. So... On that note, I'm going to leave you. If you if you want to look into any of these these things that I've spoken about, these the helping kids course, um, so that's helping children with mindfulness. Uh, my parents' coaching. I'm planning on starting online again very soon, um, and the weekly guided meditation. It's just a 30 minute meditation on a Wednesday at 8:15 p.m. Um, join me on zoom you can get tickets for those things on the website you can email me at happy little futures at happy little futures at gmail.com um or 
info at happylittlefutures.co.uk and I can get back to you. You can message me, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I, this podcast is now on all all major podcasting uh, websites. Uh, so that's that's new. And I now have a YouTube channel as well. On YouTube, there is the free live guided meditation from World Mental Health Day. If you're finding that you want to practice or see how it goes, go and have a look at that. Just get a room. There's a little bit of ramble from me at the start and at the end, obviously, because not everyone had joined in before. Not everyone knew who I was. So there's a little bit of rumble at the start and at the end. Um, but there is a free half an hour guided meditation on there that you can do whenever you want. Um, so take a look at YouTube as well. All of these are just happy little futures. So I will leave you with that anyway. I've sort of rambled enough. I've gone on. Um, but yeah, get in touch. I cannot stress enough how important meditation is, how important the skills that you get from that are and how much they can impact your life. Um, And again, I've been reminded of that this week from my own experiences. So I'm hoping that me being a bit vulnerable, sharing that with you has helped you to sort of understand and realise a little bit more what what I'm about, what Happy Little Future is about. And sort of I'm hoping that you can relate on some level as well, hoping that you've not been through what I've been through. But I'm hoping that you can sit there and go, yeah, actually, I, I understand this. And I can see I can see why how that helped and I can see why it's important so on that note as always we'll we will breathe in for four and we'll breathe out for six so I want you to breathe in two three four and out two three four five six and have a wonderful week guys